Welcome to the AA Sports Podcast, Minor League Feel with Major League Discussion. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode eight of the AA Sports Podcast. We are your host, Alan and Alan. What's up, everybody? So, we got another full week of spring training in the books. Had some highs, some lows, you know. Everyone's getting ready to try to get that spot because here in about two weeks, the three batter minimum for the relievers will start. So they're getting ready for that nonsense and strategies and players trying to fight for positions because soon they'll start sending some of the prospects down. So, yeah, I think first thing first we got to talk about is the fun of spring training this week with these mic'd up players on these games. Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoyed the mics. Uh, I think the first game that I saw that had it uh, was the Cubs game yeah. uh, with Chris Bryant um, and his other teammate. And Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, they were, they were having so much fun, and I was entertained thoroughly as a fan. Yeah, I think I remember them doing this last year, and I think they had just too much fun with it. And especially in the very beginning of the game, just they were there to have fun. Like, it's spring training. They don't care. <laughs> and, and I think uh, just like football has the uh, players mic'd up during the games – the MLB should think about doing this during a regular season. Um, they want to draw more attention and more people into the game. Well, this is a perfect way of keeping it exciting in between innings and stuff. When you know you don't think there's a lot going on, but if you got the guys mic'd up and talking back and forth, that makes it interesting. Yeah, it don't have to be like you know live or something. It could be like during commercial break, like you can hear something and like because like you said, football players do it. They're even more dangerous sports. Exactly. And they wear the little microphone and especially the quarterback, the little talk and stuff and. Especially, I think the most fun would be the catcher. Yeah, that would like, be especially fun. close be plays funny. and stuff. Like, <laughs> like especially when like a, maybe the umpire gets a bad call. Like, come on, blue! Like you probably hear something. Like, I would suggest not letting the Astros get mic'd up. However, because yeah, you don't know if that's a mic or is it a buzzer. I don't oh, know. Yeah, that's gonna be, so. But like, <laughs> like Brian said, his first at bat, he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like he's yeah, afraid of the yeah, ball. Exactly. Like, and he was like, he was like, uh, "Give me a heater or something." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then, you know, the other player was actually today with Zach Britton facing the Red Sox, and he was actually mic'd up pitching. Oh, yeah. And when they asked, like, what are you about to pitch, a curveball or fastball, he asked, was he about to tip off his throw to the Red Sox? Yeah, Britton was like, you guys got the Red Sox on this broadcast? They know what's coming? Like, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Uh, He's already taking jabs at him. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to have fun with this, especially the, the two teams. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I it definitely would be like like something every week, like the sounds of the baseball. You could do like a Sunday or Saturday show for kids to get them more interested exactly. in baseball. Like you know, thirty minute show. Hear the pros talk the lingo yeah. and, and everything else. Uh, ha- see them actually having fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Kids need to see that. Yeah, because you know they're, they're just big kids playing the game they love. And then also during the game with the Yankees Red Sox, A Rod kind of touched base with the Astros. Okay. Um, he pretty much said, I served the long suspension in baseball. It cost me over $35 million, and, you know, I deserve that. Then he wants to say the Astros deserve whatever comes their way after lack of remorse they have shown. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with A-Rod. I mean, they got a slap on a wrist, and that is not enough. The fans are letting them know that's not enough, and the players are definitely voicing their concerns as well. Oh, yeah. Like, if you – like. Like we talked about it with that, I'm sorry, little press press conference, which forced, 
Yeah, like there was no remorse, no sorrow. Like you don't need a like if you truly felt what you did was wrong, you would need no card, no right. two players. Like letting them all players like just go through it. Yeah, I mean the speech should have came from the heart. It shouldn't have been. Uh, I feel sorry. You know, we we, will, we, we made a mistake. Yeah, you made a mistake, but you should have told us from the heart how you felt, and you should have shown some remorse. Like 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 I said, Bregman said sorry, but Tuve didn't. Right. Like how we're we gonna take you serious. So while we're talking about Astros, like you know, yeah. So yeah, while we're talking about the Astros, we uh, might as well yeah dive into it. Exactly. So the Astros are still getting bean. Uh, I, I think I haven't been following closely, but I know last week they were up to s- seven people got hit by a pitch. Yeah, I think it's seven or eight. So no one really, but like you said, like two or three of the guys were double A players. Right. So it's not much, but when we start getting stuff where it's like it's obvious, um. Mm. So, so what are they going to do uh, with the three batter minimum if the first pitcher comes up there and hits one of the Astros? Are they going to take him out? Yeah. Or are you going to sit there and bean three people? Very interesting with <laughs> that. So, uh, well, yeah. So also the, in the Astros game, um, Trevor Bauer was trolling the Astros um, by telling the Dodgers hitters what pitches are coming in a spring training game. Um, his plan to prevent cheating will be to call out pitches. Here it comes. Try and hit it. So he was showing him like, hey, here comes the fastball. And then throwing it in there. <laughs> I mean, that's what savage. Is Trevor Bauer not trolling? Savage. Like, that guy has no care between his podcast and YouTube stuff. Like, he has definitely expressed how he feels about this cheating scandal. <laughs> so him just go do that during a spring training game, he don't care. Right. I mean, I think it's pretty funny. Um, Anthony Rizzo was also taking shots at the Astros um, when he was mic'd up. Uh, he's saying he didn't have no idea what pitch was coming, and he said, somebody bang for me. <laughs> oh, man. Like Yeah, like with um, um, the Britain thing, I listened to it. They were like, he's like, are you going to tip off my pitches to the Red Sox? It's like, no, we got a trash can up here to do that. Oh, I was I, like, <laughs> oh, man. Wow, we still going to do this. So so as you can tell, it's it's a serious thing, and all the teams are upset. And oh, yeah. They might be joking about it right now, but they're going to take it seriously once it comes game time. They're oh, not, yeah. This is not something forgivable. Yeah. People lost their jobs. Yeah, like that article on Bleacher Report about certain players losing their jobs. It's crazy. Getting sent down right after the game. A lot of players were not happy. So... Um, and also another thing with spring training uh, in the Astros camp is they're still get, getting booed. Uh, Springer was, was showered with boos. Uh, fans are yelling curveball at him, um, and then he ended up striking out into a fastball. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's not going to slow off anytime soon until they almost like straight up lose and just go into a pitfall and no one really cares about them no more. It's, it's going to be gonna, a long time for that. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about our Astros news for the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a little lighter news. So it kind of shocked me, which I didn't know. Um, Tim Tebow said he's going to play in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, I ta- me and Alan were talking, and uh, I was like, hey, man, did you know Tim Tebow's going to play in the World Baseball Classic for the Philippines? And Alan's like, "What? Do you, how is he going to do that? Uh, yeah. So quick research, and guess what? Tim Tebow was born in the Philippines. Yeah. Who knew? Of course, you know, his parents were... They're doing aid, and he was born, and then moved back to Florida when he was three. So, yeah. So technically, he so was born in the Philippines. So he gets to go play for him. So I don't know too much about the Philippines uh, and their baseball system, but are they good? Is Tim, is Tebow going to even get a start or playing time? I haven't looked into it, but I know they have to play for the qualifying round here in a couple weeks. Okay, that their round is in um, 
Arizona, March 20th through the 25th. And they're going to let Tebow play. That, that's all I know is Tebow's going to play for them, and then that's when they play to try to qualify for next year's well, Classic. Well, I, I hope for the Philippines' sake that Tebow shows up and not tripping over his feet during a, a routine pop-up pop <laughs> fly out. I mean, come on. You got you got to be a little better than that, especially if you're going to play to represent the country. Yeah. Let's try to pull the roster, but first thing I type in is Philippines World Baseball Classic. It was all Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, well, Tim Tebow. Because that's the news. I mean, I don't – I don't know of any Filipino-born players uh, off the top of my head. Do you? No. Current roster. It's, yeah, like I don't. Do we, so you said the games are coming up soon. Do we know who they'd be playing? So they're in pool two. You got Great Britain, New Zealand, um, Spain, Panama, and Church uh, Republic. Hmm. Is pool two, pool one is Brazil, France, Germany, Nicaragua, Pakistan, and South Africa. Is all the teams is gonna play, and the only two teams get from each pool. Huh. So yeah. Who was a guy on the Mets team that played for the World Baseball Classic for a different country? But uh, we it liked was, him. We liked him, but I he think it was T.J. Rivera for Italy or. Uh, somebody else. He he was he was saying how recently how he was happy that he retired before all this stuff kind of happened. Uh, I really liked the guy. He had a curly hair, blonde curly hair kid. Ah, that's all right. We'll yeah. figure it out later. Um, so, but right. yeah. So, well, yeah. So those pools are definitely gonna be playing here in a couple weeks. So, like I said, there's no big teams because they all, of course, qualified for it. Like you know, the United States. Well, hey, maybe Tebow have an upper hand. I mean, he's been seeing Triple uh, A pitching all year last year, so. I gotta assume since these are people I've never heard of that you know they gotta be on the same skill level. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Like I was like, oh, pool play starting soon. Okay, so yeah, so the first game is actually next Friday, March thirteenth. All right, so let's say this scenario: Tebow comes out there and absolutely crushes and shows up to play and makes a makes moves happen. Does that help his stock in the MLB? No, because he still needs to do a whole year in AAA. <laughs> he, he also has, such... has to bat better than 160. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Um, so, some more serious news. Uh, the Yankees are back to being injured. They got Severino. bit by the injury bug from hell. Yeah. It started with Severino. So, it started, of course, with Paxton right before spring training started with right. his back surgery. Um, Stanton was finally being healthy. Everything was looking good. Um. So all in all, they have five players either going to be missing time or out for the season. So we have Aaron Judge came out today that he's not going to be ready for opening day. He's about three weeks out. So that'll be probably a week or two after opening day, they're saying. What kind of injuries was it? Was it I think one of them was like a hamstring injury? or I think was ju- it Stanton. Stanton is, yeah, is a hamstring. That's the same four to six weeks. Oof. Um, so, of course, Paxton with his back is out to the prime. They're saying May, June now. Instead of June, July, so they're saying a little sooner. Um, Aaron Hicks is out three months. Stan's out four to six weeks, and Judge is out three weeks. And of course, Silverino is out for the season. Well, I, I think this is kind of big, man, because if you're if you miss the start of the season, and the other teams start clicking early, that could be trouble for you down the, down the line. That's what we said last right. week. I said if they come out hot, and then these, you know, Yankees like the, we said those young pitchers will you know struggle, and they get a big lead and don't want to give it up. 
Yeah. The Rays could be that team that don't want to give it up. That's right. I mean, because uh, depending on how they start out with all these injuries, they might be behind and it might not be let enough. Me, okay, to let catch me pull up. up Yankees' schedule so we know they're at least like the first two weeks are going to be like. Like, of course, was um, Stanton, uh, Frazier was probably going to be his spot, which he's been looking better this this spring so far. So, oh. Let me so, guess, the Orioles? <laughs> their first series is the Orioles. Well, that's good. Good for them. Their second series is Tampa Bay. Okay. So that's, you know, end of March. Then they got Blue Jays, Orioles again, mm. then A's. So, so so they could be around 500. Yeah. If if they then after A's, crush they have, the O's and don't do well. Then they have the Rangers, team. Reds, then Detroit. Mm. So the first month is pretty light. Kind of with well, Orioles twice already, and then Detroit. So we'll see what happens with that team. But yeah, okay, like it could be very dangerous, especially if they have setbacks. Yeah, that's true. So you're missing, you know, two of your star outfielders that we were hoping to have a killer year this year. Um, you're starting then, out with you know missing the opening day, maybe a month. Who knows? And then you're missing two of your starters, right? So okay. So yeah, so you know, and then let's. And then I know if you're a baseball fan listening to his podcast, you have seen these videos the other night of Mike Trout and um, Bellinger smacking golf, golf balls, balls at, at Topgolf? Yeah, I think it was um, Pujols' like charity foundation fundraiser thing. They'd, I remember they did it like last year or something, but they're on the third deck of Topgolf. If you haven't been to Topgolf, it's fun. But yeah, check out. I don't know who whose Instagram you need to t- check out, but just I look think up. Mike. ESPN had it. Like everyone had it. It went everywhere. Yeah, Mike Trout that ball. golf ball, and he hit it so hard, it's still going. I mean, it went, I don't over know the where net, it is. Like, um, I was listening to ESPN podcast, and um, Buster Olsey said he tried to text Mike to see what was the total till they lost, and he haven't heard from him. What? So, but yeah, that thing was a moonshot, and Belger did the same thing. Like, but yeah, yeah they're definitely having some fun with that. Yeah, man, that ball took off, and uh, I mean, it needs it needs its own. Like even ticket. um, Top Golf showed them like it'll be players <laughs> well, playing. Course. Yeah, oh, you know, course. for you know, like of course, yeah, a little viral video. Yeah, we're gonna use that for our social media. <laughs> so with other Trout news, we got to say congratulations. Congratulations, Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout and his wife are pregnant. To- yeah, expecting their first child, and it is a boy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I know Mike Trout has to be ecstatic. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine his kid's going to be coming to the Angels uh, clubhouse at the games. You know, Trout's going to be there for quite a bit. Yeah. So apparently she found out right for Thanksgiving, so it's been a secret. They just announced it last night. Um, it is due in August, so, just, you know, right there in baseball season. So, you know, he'll probably, hopefully, hopefully he's home. <laughs> and it makes it easier, not like have to take a quick flight home and get the baby born and stuff. Right. If anybody's listening to this or watching on YouTube, uh, how about you put in the comments uh, what name you think Mike Trout should name the baby? <laughs> right. Little goat. Killer Trout. I don't know. Yeah. So Rainbow Trout. <laughs> yeah. So big congratulations to, to them. So. All right. So this is a little something with the whole cheating and stuff that has came out. It's been around forever. Right. Is pitchers using pine tar or something like pine tar yeah so the mlb is going to crack down on pitchers using foreign substances on the baseball this season like pine tar or something else for grip 
generally speaking, players are okay with pitchers using foreign substances because they have better control over their 100-mile-an-hour fastballs yes. and less likely, to, less likely to hit them. Um, but the league says that pitchers are gaining too much of an edge, according to analytics, and the spin velocity yep. and the movement are being increased easily with tacky substances. Um, so they're going to crack down on this, um, probably because of the Astros cheating scandal. I mean, they're just trying to cut down on all kinds of cheating, I guess. Yeah, it's just something where, like, Trevor Bauer, another, you know, here we go. Yeah. You know, told Real Sports that 70% of Major League pitchers use something, some sort of force, whether it's pine tar, firm grip, or, you know, some witch brew. But no <laughs> one, you know, no one's really going to say it because 70% use it. Right. And, and like I said, um, as a player, I don't know how you would feel, but I think I'd be okay with it if they had better control over those fastballs. Like, especially when it's either like wet, cold. Exactly. Like summer heat. I don't want to slip it out and come yeah. at me, but yeah. So, you know, they're talking about possibly handing out 10-game suspensions now. Um, It's going to be, you know, it will require opposing managers to ask the umpires to check the pitchers. Managers are loth to do that because they know pitchers are using tacky stuff too. Beyond that, the consequences of the Astros who got suspended zero games, cheating would be rough to look at for the league. So if roughly seventy percent or you know two thirds of the pitchers are using substances, I don't. How often do you think this is actually coming to play? I think it might just be shoved under the rug and they just put it out there for sake of keeping face. Like I think more so like you know a couple of years ago with um some players getting caught, it was like obvious right there on their arm. Yeah. Or yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If but it's something where it's like in they the glove or they kept touching their like, hat and, yeah, or they like, kept doing something. Yes. Yeah, so it was that back obvious. Pocket, like, yeah. But. If it's something that's going to help control and, you know, I'm not too opposed, especially for, like you said, like rain games and stuff like, okay, it might rain today might or it'd be real hot. We're going to be sweaty. My hands might be wet. I yeah. need something to kind of. So well, I know they have the rosin bag back there, but that, yeah. that only does so much. Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely see if this is really enforced or checked out. Like, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. Cause I'm sure it'll be newsworthy once they get cracked. Once somebody gets caught, like, Oh, so-and-so got caught. Verlander's using pine tar or something. Like, yeah. Like when they f- find the first person right. and get suspended 10 games, we'll see how there's going to be appeal. There. And their argument is what, well, Astros got caught using illegal signs and they got zero. Why am I getting caught? This is just getting a first warning. Like they that, did. That's a good point. Like, someone's going to appeal it, and they might win. Yeah, those players didn't get suspended at all, yeah. so you're right. Like, they also got a slap on the wrist, a warning. And that's a way worse offense, in my opinion. Like so, that was... pitchers are going to use that. Like, look, they got a slap on the wrist, a warning. Where's my warning? Oh, that's good. That's a good point. I can't wait to see what happens when this when this comes down to it. Yeah, like, so. I think all hell will break loose on this one. Yeah. So, and then little little side news. We have our first ever African-American and Latino crew chiefs. Yeah. You know, they started making because, you know, between crew chiefs retiring, MLB had announced the new crew chiefs for the year. And two longtime umpires, um, Kirwin Dentley and Alfonso Marquez. Marquez, have been promoted to crew chief. Of course, Dentley is the first um, black crew chief in baseball history. And Marquez is the first Latin-born crew chief. Okay. So because, um, furthermore, Raymond... Uh, Jesus was the first Dominican-born full-time ump in MLB history. So a little bit about them. Let's see. Yeah, I got Kerwin Danley was um, an umpire since 92, and then Alfonso, he's been a umpire since 99. Yeah, so 
Dentley, he's 58. He's a 23-year veteran. He's worked in two World Series in 2008 and 2018 and 10 other postseason rounds. His first ump was in 1992, when, and then he became a full staffer in 98. He was actually the teammate of Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn at San Diego State. Yeah, I saw that. That's and he cool. actually was umpiring first base when Tony hit his 3,000 hit. Oh, he was umpiring? Yes. Oh, okay. So they shared a hug after they hit the milestone. That's crazy. And then Mar- Marque- Marquez is, for- is 47, 20-year veteran. He's done three World Series, 2006, 11, and 15. Oh, 15. Yep. Bad one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, best of luck with him this year, you know. And I'd love to get even the umps mic'd up. Oh, yeah. Especially the uh, home plate ump. Oh, yeah. Like, remember um, when Terry um, Collins blown up after the Chase Utley and that mic got out? Yep, yep. Just imagine getting stuff like that. I want to see, I would want to see the mic uh, mic'd up when Bobby (laughs) Valentine was out there and he went back and changed and put the mustache on. (laughs) That would have been funny. Oh, that would have been hilarious. So. Um, all right. Well, an- another uh, thing we want to talk about um, is this pickoff move rule change. So, yeah, um, MLB, you know, the, they like to use an indie ball kind of the, a test ground. Well, it did well. They liked the, I guess, the stats they got from it. So they're going to implement it this year in minor league. So, so, ba- so what's the new rule? So pretty much where it's most left handed pitchers have to step off to throw to first. And with this move, they said steals have dramatically increased a little bit. Well, yeah, I can imagine because, you know, you see a lefty right when you see um, if he has to step off the the rubber, then once you see his back foot come up, you know, to get back. If you see this other foot even move, then that's your first move instinct to go. So, yeah, I can imagine a lot more people are trying to steal uh, first base. Um, which is, you know, kind of trouble for some of those teams like the Mets where they can't throw anybody out second, even if they had yeah. the advantage. So pretty much the new rule eliminates the any Pettit style pickoff move where the left hanger hangs his back leg Got that 45 before either angle. stepping forward first pace or throwing. So, um, but the stats was before this rule about 1.3 per game for steals. After the rule change, it went to 1.7. Hmm. So almost two, it went up to an extra steal a game pretty much. Well, I think it would affect most lefties who have a big leg kick from the stretch um, because they're so used to putting that leg up and then you don't know if they're going to you or home. But as soon as that leg, as soon as that right leg steps up, you know you can go. And then the access rate increased to 81% instead of 75%. So I get it. The the uh, Major League Baseball wants more entertainment. They want yeah. more stuff to happen, so they want more steals because that ultimately puts somebody in scoring position. Yeah. So, okay. you know, it gives them a little something else, so. Um, and then this little, I don't know, sad news we can talk about with the Orioles. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it, Orioles. What so, are y'all doing? So during batting practice a couple of days ago, they decided to pump some crowd noise during batting practice and yeah, and they, they training put and stuff. Fake crowd noise into the spring training pop-up drill. Um, I don't, I don't get it because you're, ne- I, I don't foresee the Orioles playing in a vicinity that is going to be even be close to being loud because they're, they're going to be so bad, so terrible. Nobody's going to be cheering that loud. Like only thing I'd been okay with this, if this was minor leagues, <laughs> like, you know, like this is the first like loud noise. Cause you know, some minor league teams don't get that loud, but, but really they should know already. If, 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 like that shouldn't distract you from doing your job. 
Right, but, and, and the crowd, like I said, they're not going to be that loud on pop-up drills. I mean, when you hear the crowd's going to be loud because they're hitting dingers off of your yeah. pitchers. They're going bye-bye. You're not catching those. Or, or you know, a pitching sequence where it's like two men on, like they're trying to psych you out, but not it's not going to make a di- It's not going to make a difference to the Orioles. Yeah. Their crowd's going to be scarce. I, rem- <laughs> I remember watching the Orioles game a couple years ago, and there was nobody in attendance. But, you know, it was, it was because of that. Yeah. Uh, it was. I don't know what the rule was. Uh, something was going on then. They they didn't have the game open to the public, but that's what it's going to be like. Oh yeah, that was because <laughs> of the um riots and stuff. Right, they, the riots. Okay, they but, moved the game and then decided to give it. But yeah. what I'm saying is, the Orioles are going to have games just like that. Yeah, the biggest game is going to be when Yankees travel to Baltimore and yep. Red Sox travel. Exactly, and that's about it. Right, so it's going to be home games for the visitors. So yeah, so you know, ESPN decided to hire someone for their Wednesday night baseball. Analyst, since you know Ross is now the manager of the Cubs, yeah. So they they hired a guy who named his daughter after a ball field. Me and Alan love, <laughs> and he uh, he did really great there. Uh, he, he named yeah. his daughter after Shea, uh, Shay. Yeah, you know Chipper Jones. You know, so pretty much they fell in love with him when Ross brought him on last year when they were in Atlanta. But so he's not joining Alex Rodriguez for Sunday. But he's, this he's is going to be Wednesday night. Wednesday night and holiday games. Yeah. Um, so they hired for 20 games as a, as a color analyst on Wednesday night broadcast, according to the, the Atlanta journal. Um, of course, you know, David Ross went to be the Cubs manager. So a lot of people don't know this, but if I hadn't played baseball, I was going to go to college where my major was communications. Jones told on the website, I have something to impact upon people turning in and I have fun doing it. I get the chance to do it. Probably the biggest stage, maybe next to Sunday night baseball. Of course, you know, he batted 40, 468 home runs, you know, 2,700 hits in his career. So he's confident and major league experience will come in handy for his new role. Okay. So, yeah. So I think he'll do well. Like, I'm, I have no, like, I think he was actually during the Cubs. I think he was there for that game, kind of, you know, started to help him out. So he was pretty quick to start learning the role as analysts. So they just announced this the other day. Right. So, yeah. And then a little breaking news today. So I don't know if this benefits more the Brewers or Yellage because it's a really not a big deal, but it's, it is it's a lot a of money. Good, it's a pretty good But it's not deal. what you're used to with these $300 million over 10 years. Right. So okay. the report is that Christian Yellage is agreeing to a contract extension with the Brewers. It's for roughly seven years, $190 million. Did you get 190 million? Because I thought they were saying it's going to be over 200 plus. So it's seven years, 190 is what they're being reported. But with his two years left on his current deal, oh. it goes to nine years, 215 million. Nine, okay. So it's definitely a discount compared to what those deals are going out there. But if not really, because you think um, Rendon signed a nine year, what, 245. So it's a little less. But like I said, you're not going to complain about it because I think what is it? Yellow just twenty eight, nine years. You'd be what thirty six. That's about right. I mean, yeah. And then you play the the one year, two year kind of option. So depending on how well you're still playing at that time. Yeah. So where the contract is, the two years that he had left in his deal will stay the same with money, and okay. then the rest of the money will kick in after the two years. Okay. I mean, I think it benefits both of them. I mean, yeah, he's a like great he, player. He gets paid, even though he was getting decently paid. You know, if 
if he betted more himself, he probably could have got more because MVP and then runner up with missing a good chunk of time, which he yeah. could have won if he'd stayed healthy. I agree. And then you could be like, look, especially if he would have won back to back, like, look, what are you going to pay me now? Then it would have <laughs> got close to 300 probably. So a new nine year contract in the $215 million range. Yeah. Is yeah. what people are hearing. So, which is not bad. So, so if you break down the average, so we'll do the one ninety yeah, two or over two, seven. Okay, it's twenty seven million a year. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, most most good players these days got other things to make money besides just getting paid for playing. And I think that's always been on himself, right? Like, okay, I make twenty seven compared to near the thirty thirty something. I can make it up, especially with you probably being the star of the Brewers. You can definitely do something there. Right. Get some marketing payments or some kind of brand brand logo, uh, branding, anything like that. Yeah. All right. So it's our favorite time of the day where we can talk about our Mets. Let's go Mets. So DeGrom finally made his spring training debut. All right. How'd he do? He did three innings, two strikeouts, and no earned runs. Pretty solid. Yeah, especially when I saw his first out being three innings, I'm like, wow, he right. not missed a beat. He didn't miss a beat. So he, he wants he wants the three peat. Yeah, he's he said like you know he's like if it happens you know, he said he was nervous during his little outing. I'm like, I'm like, stop it, Grom. You're already the best pitcher in baseball. You don't have to like keep <laughs> like like I don't know if I'm gonna. Uh, speaking of speaking of pitchers, uh, it seems like the Yankees want one of the Mets pitchers. Uh, they've been asking talking in trades about Steven Matz. So I feel like it's eventually it's going to be a bidding war because angels are possibly losing a pitcher because there's injury bug with possibly an elbow injury. I forgot which, which pitcher. So they definitely still need that uh, pitcher if hmm. they lose him. Yankees now we're no lose Soriano for the year Paxton for at least two, three months is they're going to let their young guys come up, sign a veteran or, but the biggest thing with Matt's, they want a MLB position player. Yeah, I would too. Um, I don't know who the Yankees could give us, but I'm thinking Aaron Judge. <laughs> I um, don't know. Uh, I mean, Mets people are hearing uh, Mets want Al- uh, uh, Miguel Aguilar. Okay. And okay. Yankees said no. Well, hey, we can say no as well. Yeah. Um, so speaking of you know spending money and stuff like that and trying to get – players back for Mats if we do trade a pitcher because I know we have a plethora of pitchers right now we have six and we only yep. need five um, the Mets fans have been sending GM Brody money into an attempt for the team to spend some money so yeah. if we trade a pitcher and get something good in return do you think that would satisfy the fans possibly like and the biggest thing which I liked I heard today with the um, the three batter minimum rule for that it might um, benefit the bench bat okay so they said for example you put a left-hander in right and the lineup says you know right you know you have to face three people you can well you have a player like uh wilmer flores who's great against left-handers pitch hit them they have to pitch to him now ah this is true so there might be strategy where not only the about the pitching is where he might have this bat on the bench now especially expanding the roster to 26 where you're only allowed to carry 13 pitchers, so you get that extra bat. That's true. Um, and it can also benefit switch hitters, too, because, you know, they know which side they got to go up on. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I was like, well, I didn't think about that, especially with the expanding the roster. So, huh. So yeah. So if we can get another bat on the bench for a pitcher, why not? 
Well, it'll be interesting this year to see how it all plays out. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things going on this year, a lot of rule changes, a lot of things to keep in mind. Ashes getting plunked every time they come up to bat. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Um, another thing I saw about Mets, I don't know if it's much news, but it's pretty funny or pretty cool. Uh, so it looks like Pete Alonzo is on the brand new cover of Home Run Derby 2020, which is a mobile game. I saw something about that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know too much about it, but hey, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, Panda Bear's cashing in on his, you know, Big years, so why not? If you polar bear, so <laughs> you're making it sound like the dude from the Giants. What was his name? <laughs> oh, Panda. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, other news, you know, Familia has now had three appearances this spring, and how has he done? Three innings pitched, two hits, and two walks. He's given up. Today he had a one-two-three inning. Wow, I don't think we've seen that since 2015. So hopefully he can keep it up, and you know, solidify that bullpen. So you're saying out of all three times he's come out he's only given up two hits yep and that, two must walks. Been, that must have been a game i watched probably i was like this dude is struggling yeah that was probably his first game that you probably his first outing. okay well hey so since then he's kind of calmed down well let's see if he can keep it up yep. so so if that's the case if he actually shows up like familiar that we used to know what does that say about this closing role it's gonna be completely open diaz did struggle the other day and hopefully that it was just jitters we'll see about his next outing and then um devil Batenez should be pitching here soon because his goal is to be ready by opening day. Okay. So, yeah, the manager's going to have a tough decision. Hey, we'll I, see. I hope we're in a position where our pitching is that good to where we have a fight for the closing spot. Right. We have a battle for the fifth starting position and then a battle for a closing. Right. This is good because, you know, our pitcher pitching has been woof. Yeah. So the other Mets news um, I got where people are saying, should Mets sign Michael Conforto to a contract now? I say yes. Because he has one more year after this year before he faces free agency. So he has this year and next year. So if he has another good year this year, it's time where you like, should we go and pay him now? Or is he going to try to, you know, let me do my year and see? All right. Well, let's see. Uh, Conforto just celebrated a birthday on the first. He is 27 years old. I think we do. We should give him a good, decent contract. Yeah. Six, seven year contract. So he'll be 28 after after next season almost about to be 29 going to his free agency year so he he did go to college so he of course a little older than some of the hitters out there but the way he's been progressing every year i think if he's coming in hot you know the first half this year it's time to start negotiations right if if the mets like him enough we should go ahead and lock him up so he's comfortable where he's at and we can build our team yeah because exactly with him like degrom last year to where like Garrett Cole got this money and we got almost the best pitcher in baseball for a steal. Well, I get it. A Degrom's thirty one, I think. So yeah, he's, he's a little older, so it's not where right. But still, the money right for two to- two times Cy Young winner. Yeah, I agree, man. We we got a pretty good deal for Degrom. Yeah, like it's time where if like I said, Conforto has a great year, at least half a year, start negotiations, see where it starts. Like, okay, what are you looking at? Where are we at? Especially by then, there could be a possibility of a new owner where he can tell you sign him. That's true. Because he'll have the money. That's true. So, any other Mets news you have? Uh, not at this moment, uh, other than Conforto tried to go rob a home run today and uh, his glove fell off. Yeah, I was watching that at work <laughs> while I was doing my truck. Did the fans get to keep it? <laughs> no, it actually, so at, it was at Mets Field where there's a buffer between the two fences. Ah, okay. So, but he actually had to hop the fence. And go around to get oh, his that's, glove. Oh, that's not good. I would make somebody go get that. We don't want him getting hurt. He was kind of seen, but there's no one over there, so he just did it himself. Mm. 
and what it was was a um the wind caught hold of this you know oppo field and it carried and he ended up hitting the fence and bounced where it just where it bounced and it shook off his hand and went yep. over the field so <laughs> all right well, but that's yeah. the only other part of news I think I had for the match. And, you know, Syndergaard got a little roughed up. But like I said, the wind was carrying. He did, three, I think, three innings. Gave up two earned runs, but three runs. Yeah, Thor's got to work on it. He he hasn't been pitching super great uh, for a while. but He, he had some highlights. Some it was stuff. just, like I said, the it's Florida. Yeah, it's all right. It's so early. I'm not super concerned at this point. Yeah, it's like, as long as he was decent, I watched. The he, people that I'm concerned with is, like, Familia and yeah. Diaz and, you know, some of those guys. Definitely. So, yeah. So, we're going to pause for our sponsorship break. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back. So, it's time for the National League breakdown. All right. Here's our predictions for the National League. So, we're going to start, of course, with our division with the NL East. Our favorite division. So, who do you have winning the division, Alan? I have no idea. I have the Mets. Same here. I can't. I mean, I could pick somebody else, but it just feel wrong. Like I could, and I was le- like, you know, I was teetering, but I just really like our team a little bit better. It's going to be a hard division, no matter what. And that's what I was thinking, because you know what? I'm looking at my list, and I think there are four potential contenders. Seriously. So how I got it, it's like Mets winning by two games, and then the game, and then between two and three in the division is one game. Right, so that's how I was like. Uh, I was like, it's going to be depending on, and both my second place and third place team, their biggest question mark is third base right now. Okay, so that's why I was like, who's going to be the better third baseman? Who's going to get the most out of them? That's what I was like playing with. I mean, you can guess all day long, but you never know. Yeah. So yeah, and somebody so, somebody you're not even thinking of can just pop out and just be crazy good for this exactly team like and make a AKA the Braves two years ago, came out of nowhere with this young team and just put it together. Right. So why do you like the Mets, Alan? Well, <laughs> besides it being our favorite team. So the Mets, they have the same issue every year. It's it's usually injuries followed by a, a crappy bullpen. Yeah. I think that assuming everyone can stay healthy, I expect us to be a contender and make a, a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah. I pretty much put down where we were the one of the hottest teams coming in the second half of baseball. And we had one of the worst bullpen last year. And we still finished three games out of the wild card. If we had an right. average right. bullpen last year, we would have been in the wild card game. Right. So I I think the Mets are pretty solid with their 26 that they can carry. Yeah. My only issue is that if any of those guys get injured, they don't have a ton of options to back them up. They don't. So I think that's why the biggest thing with the starting pitching is someone can plug into a reliever role or someone can be the, a starter. Okay. Same thing with Lugo. Can be a, a spot starter if absolutely needed. Right. Same with Giselman because they both were starters. But I think the biggest thing they did was fix the bullpen was add, adding Dellen Patentas. Okay. Yeah. you know, he's coming with, the, of course, the Achilles injury with the Yankees. But before that, he was an absolute monster reliever for the Yankees. So if we can capture just a little bit of that. So, yeah. That it, would address our bullpen. So if Familia is back to where his, his so far spring has been decent. So say if Familia even goes to the seventh inning role and Patelis goes eight and then Diaz does lock down the closer. You only need six innings out of your starters. And I believe we can absolutely do that. Our starters can go pretty deep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think for us to contend, uh, for the Mets to contend, they need to have people who took a step back last season. Um, they need to go back strong this year. Because uh, we went from 
having the best closer in the game to one of the worst. Yeah. And then Jed Lowry, who went from being an all-star to only having eight plate appearances. And that was like the last two weeks of the season. Right. And then um, players like Syndergaard, Familia, Waka, Rick Porcello, Cano, Brandon Nimmo, they all need to play better than they did last season, which I absolutely think they can. Yeah. Um, Because Robinson Cano, he came over to us and his OPS fell 109 points. Yeah. You know, he had a great spring last season. And then the first part of the season, and then his those leg injuries and stuff started happening, and he came back, started so promised, and something else happened. And I really like the two signings of Rick um, and Waka. Yeah, Porcello and Rock, Waka. That's pretty uh, good. In my unfortunately, opinion. we lost one of the pitchers I like with Wheeler, but with you know Rick being removed two years ago, Cy Young winner with the Red Sox. Yes, he had a down year last year, but we know he could put it together and we be know Cy Young. It, and we know what they can bring to the table, for so sure. that's why also people are hearing that he's almost a lock for the four-starters. So Alton's coming down with Mats and Walker for the fifth. So What which, do you like about the team? I mean, I, I like you know other just, players, too, like McNeil. Like, yeah, so pretty much we really didn't add many besides the two, the three pitchers. Um, And then the biggest question mark, and if we get a healthy... 80% your your assessment yeah and left field god like how right. would you what we're we gonna do because everybody bring out your 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 yellow arm guards and yeah. let's, let's go out there and show some pride because uh, you know he's doing bp so the biggest thing is get him back in shape and um wait for him to play a spring training game hopefully it's towards the end so he he said his goals the way he's feeling he's hoping opening day yeah that'd be great to be ready so you like, know, like I said, I feel like the Mets are in a really good position to contend. Yes, we just got to stay healthy for one year. Just got to stay healthy, and and our bullpen just needs to do what they're supposed to do. That's it. If bullpen, no injuries, our starting pitching like uh, like Syndergaard, who we know he could be, not last year's Syndergaard, right? But like the first couple and, years and where he had sub three ERAs, right? And that's the same with some other players that took a step back last season. But just get back on track this season, and we can make this go pretty well i think like if all they put this together i can say we can compete for the best record against the dodgers that would be insane like i'd like some people at like mlb network are going all in on the mets after visiting them and talking to them because especially with the with um our manager just they were ready to fight for him because they came up with him and when you have the two-time cy young winner degrom being your ace i really don't see that taking a step back this year. I wonder if the Mets have ever won a hundred games. <laughs> Be close. I don't think so. Me either. No, uh, I think eighty six they did. Or oh, eighty six. Yeah, or it was real close. I think that was about the only year. Because I know we absolutely dominated. Oh like, yeah, it looks like the Mets. Yeah, they might have won one hundred eight. And uh, eighty six, but, yeah. but like I said, man, that's 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 not what we're used to. Yeah, the Mets are used to winning seventy games, eighty games. Yeah, like the mm. year we went to the World Series, I was expecting wild card, and I've been happy. I what, wanted that step, and then whenever we finish the season with ninety game wins or something, I'm just like, that was a great year. Yeah. <laughs> so, my second in the division, I got to go with the two time defending champions, the Braves. Me too. I go with I got the Braves in my number two spot as well, yeah. and they can easily be number one. Yeah, because I really like this team. Yeah, they're still a very young team with Acuna and all them. And then when you add some veterans like Travis Dono, Cole Hamels, and Azuna to your lineup, it's pretty stacked. And then even you gave King Felix a minor league contract to try to earn him a spot to be your fifth rotation. Yeah, 
So they do have many young okay. pitching prospects, and it's going to be very interesting. And then my biggest thing is if what they're going to do with the losing of Josh Donaldson at third base. Right. Um, side note before I get into the this, uh, the Mets have won 100 games three times, and two of those were during the times we won World Series, 1969, 86, and then 88. So if we win 100 games, you might as well lock up the World Series and give it to the Mets because that's what it looks like. Um, so, yeah, the Braves, um, they've been getting better every year since 2015. Yeah. They've won at least 90 games in the last two seasons. I feel like they can easily emerge as one of the favorites to compete for the World Series. Um, the team is hungry, confident in their abilities. Um, they, they've they uh, they've bettered their bullpen and um, the bench. Yeah. So I don't think they need anything more to get the ball rolling. That's why I really like them because uh, they already have a team that's ready to win now. Um, this is absolutely a team that I'm going to keep my eye out on this season. I expect them to build off of last year and come out and do some actual damage. So this is the team the Mets need to keep an eye out for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Well, and then like the early favorites from MVP – is a Cuna Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's saying it, which because you know he came out and said he wants to be the first ever 50-50 player, right? And I, I haven't really, I didn't really watch Acuna that much last season until the All Star game. And when I saw him play, and I saw, I don't know, was he in the home run derby too? Yes. Yeah. When I saw this kid, I was like, this His dude was just is a yeah. beast. And yes, he's great. I yeah. the Braves have a great player. For a long time. Oh yeah, like when they locked him up for that cheap young deal for yeah, the, it, it good was deal worth for him it. too. Yeah, you know you're guaranteed the hundred something million, like whatever. But you know you're stacked for ten years. Yeah, I mean for the next decade or so, I'm I'm just gonna hear a bunch of uh yeah because they're gonna have something to cheer for. Yeah, like so the biggest thing, like I said, third baseman. If Austin Riley's gonna get the job or Johan um, Camro is gonna get it. Austin Riley is one of their third baseman prospects. They think he might be ready, but we'll see what spring training does. So, then of course, I guess we probably got the th- – maybe I don't know. I got Nationals in third. I have the Nationals in third as well. Yeah. I like what they did last season. They lost some people. They kept their pitching together. So, somebody – next man up can st- for third base yeah. for sure. That's Yeah, like I said, that's the same thing with me with losing Rendon. Who's going to step up for him for third base? Right. So, you know, they're fresh off the World Series win. Um, that they weren't even supposed to play in. Yeah, they definitely have confidence. Even after losing Rendon, I don't expect them to miss a beat. Their pitching staff still together. They have a lot of young talent. Next man up. Uh, I'm not counting them out this season. I know they're in a tough division, but they know what it takes to win, and they show they can do just that. I like their players. Tr- Trey Turner, I like a lot. I like that they resigned Zimmerman for an extra year. Yeah. I mean, I, Juan Soto, he's 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 at least twenty one. He's fi- yeah, finally twenty one. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's not even twenty one yet. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that young star. Then, um, they got a good team. Man. They have a good team. I know. love Max Scherzer. He's a great pitcher. Yeah, Scherzer is going to be here soon. Where he's not going to be the ace no more. That rotation probably another year or so, and then it will, will be Strasburg team. He resigned for that big deal, and they're not really going to miss beat. The biggest thing is they're batting. Right. With the third base. Who wins it? Where they're going to bat? Because Rendon was right in the middle of the lineup. So now replacing him, you're the guy's going to go probably either first in the lineup or drop down to the lower part. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, man, they, they did so good last season, and they're basically the same team. They can they can do it again. They're going to come out with all the swag. They're going to be like, hey, we just won. you got to beat us. Yeah. We're the team to beat. Not anybody else. Yeah. Us. And, of course, we face them back-to-back weekends. <laughs> we have them opening day in New York, and then Ugh. we go to D.C. for opening day there. Mm, and they're spreading out their whole championship thing the whole weekend. Oh, I bet they are. I Banners bet are. Thursday. Ring ceremony Saturday, mm-hmm. and then something else is Sunday. So they're milking it. 
So then I'm assuming we both got Phillies next. Absolutely. There's no way that I'm even thinking the Marlins are going to get there this year. No, yeah. So Phillies, of course, the new Mariners majority, which, you know, great. You know, yeah. Harper and then trade for JT last year. Expectations Joe, high. Joe Girardi, that's a great manager to have. So they fell short. So with high and Girardi, they think that might have helped. And then they got their, some pitching help was, you know, signing Wheeler to the five-year deal. And then Didi Gregorius for that one-year deal at shortstop. But I still have a lot of questions for their starting pitching. Yeah, I mean, and that's understandable. So Arenado was the highlight. So they need someone. So now Wheeler's their number two. Okay, that's good. That's a good and start. And your third is Jake Arietta, which you don't know what you're going to get out of him. But you know what he could do, though. Yes. So so I'm I'm still okay with that pitching right now. Yeah. And then the other two guys are were are younger prospects that came up, and they were more high ceiling, but now. They could be th- fourth and fifth stars where there's not much you know, pressure on them with Wheeler signing. Exactly. And you take the pressure off them and they can succeed. They have some time, yeah. some somewhere to flourish. Like they don't have to be the stud, but they can be it. They could be that. But I said that's still the biggest question with them is that lineup. Yeah. So I got, I got you know, the upper management, like you said, they sure do think it's time for the Phillies to win um, because they fired their coach, Gabe Kapler, after gifting him Bryce Harper and the team finished at it with a 500 record. And unfortunately, they had some injuries, but still, when you sign Harper and then you get trade for JT, that's that's what I'm saying. And after, and then you had the defending, I think rookie or came up, I think a run up rookie of the year with Hoskins. And and oh yeah, and that, and that's what the that's what they're thinking. The owners are like, look, man, we're not spending all this money on Bryce Harper just to be mediocre. I expect Bryce Harper to have a great year this year, um, and the rest of the team has to mesh and then for them to compete. Yeah. Um, even though I have them finishing fourth in the division. Um, it's so tough that if they ended up winning the division, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I wouldn't be. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if they did win the division. I'm not saying they're going to, but they could. They could. They yes. could. It's, I'm not counting them out. It's no. not like the Orioles are in our division. No, they could actually compete. You yeah. don't know because with Bryce Harper and your team, and like oh, you said, those other big names, anything could happen. Yeah, and especially this is JT's contract year. Right, so he's going to ball out. Yeah, he's going to try to do his most where he gets that largest contract ever for a catcher next season. That's his goal. <laughs> so he's going to play his heart out for that contract. And then we'll just touch base with the Marlins. You know, they're still two, three years away from. Yeah, I got them as a 90-game losing team. Yeah, I don't have them 100 games because I think they have yeah. enough young prospects where they can get it. And they... Maybe not 90, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying 90 for the purposes of I don't believe in this team right now. Yeah, I got him at sixty nine ninety three. Right, so exactly. So I got him winning, losing ninety games. Uh, Jeter's in a rebuild mode. Uh, I'm sure he's not expecting his team to make the playoffs this season. Realistically, yeah. Um, the team doesn't seem like a great fit. It's full of young up and comers as well as veterans that are past their prime, like Matt Kemp. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I know when he was playing today, it's like Matt Kemp's up the bat. I'm like, oh, that's right, they did sign him. Right, that's what I'm saying. I was like Matt Kemp. Uh, the best news that I've heard from them all years that their stadium's going to be used for the WPC. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it with that's, them. That's is, all that's and coming then up you're for them. Going to be like, okay, let's see what prospects when they come up, how they do. It's hopefully that the some of the younger guys make that step. Veterans help coach them. Yeah, you know, show the road. Yeah. That's really it for Miami. And I'm sure, I'm sure Jeter is pretty okay with this because I, I know he has a plan of what he's going to do and how many years he he's realistically known it's going to take to get there. Oh yeah, well, especially when you trade Stanton, Yelich, and Azuna. Yes. You knew, like, okay, these three can give me some prospects, which they did. Right. And now he's in full rebuild mode. He's saving money, make sure financially that team is ready. So when it is time to win, they can add that player for that money, probably. Yeah. So Jeter's not dumb. He's doing something smart. So, like I said, but still two, three years away from 
starting to make a noise. Right, but when they do start making noise, then the whole division is making noise, and then who knows, man? Yeah, so. So, all right, so that is our NL East. All right. We pretty much did the same thing, so now. Tell, tell us your thoughts. What do you guys think about the NL East? Yeah, so see how we did. Who would you have win the NL East? So please let us know. So next is the NL Central. So right. this one is going to be very interesting. I know we probably, we. I don't know. Yeah, no, we're going to be all over the place. Yeah, because I, I, it was in my head all over the place. Especially like who won the division, you know, injuries. I'm like playing all these players added. So I have the Reds winning the division. I was this close to having the Reds win the division. I actually have the Cubs. I have them winning by two games. Okay. Because just like last season where the Brewers and Cardinals came down to the very end, I feel like it's going to be the same thing this year. And it could be like the East where it's three games, like three teams within a game or two coming down the last couple of weeks. It's going to be very interesting. It could be. It, it absolutely could be. Um, so since you like the Reds so much, what do we what do you think about them? So they're like um, like the Twins we said last week. They've been one of the busiest teams this offseason. Yeah, I love that they've they, been making moves. Yeah, they had the money, so they went out and spent it. They signed Mike Moustakas, Wade Miley, Nick Castle, um, Castellanos, and then the – Shogo Akiyama. Shogo, yeah. Center fielder from Japan, man. I like so that So the guy. biggest thing with now with signing – Sojo and Nick is now they have four outfielders that could play the positions. Great. So now say so we already know since they spent money on at Nick and Sojo, it's now the other two guys are battling for that position. Right. So that's gonna be the one that we're gonna watch for spring. Either you know um, Nick uh, uh, Sizzle or Jesse Winker is gonna be the two people. So whoever loses out might get traded. Okay. So we'll see what to watch that and then. The rotation um, with Adam Wade Miley at the end, if the people stay healthy, they can have one of the better rotations in the NL. Yeah, I like the rotation. Uh, they got Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray. Those guys are leading the way. I, I like that a lot. And I also like the fact that they got Joey Votto in the lineup. Yeah, and you know he's not Joey Votto like he is. He's definitely coming towards the tail end of his career. But he can still get on the base, and the other guys that they added can you know, do the work now. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, uh, I think we mentioned this when we were going over our top tens. I really like what the Reds have been doing. Yeah. Um, I think they can make noise in this division. They can. I think they decided just like the White Sox did where it could be our time. Like it's going to be, if, like I said, if they can stay healthy, that rotation stays healthy, they can easily win this, this division. That's why I have them winning it. Yeah, man. And that's why I was so close. I was like, man, the Reds could do it. Uh, so it was it was tough for me to yeah. put them at number, number two. And then, you know, the Cubs is your number one, my number two. Yep. This could be the last year of this core being together. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is the last hoorah for them. They're going to go out there and try to do their best, and then we'll see what happens. So we know Bryant year. lost his – so he has to be there for at least two years. Yes, he has to be there. Yep. Or they trade him or whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, and he's also apparently going to be the leadoff hitter this yes, year. Yes, they're going to try that. So that's that's interesting. So, but yeah, so this could be the last year of the core. This could be it. Make one final push. Um, and then after that, if this doesn't work out, then it's going to start rebuilding or figuring out what they're going to do, like with Chris Bryant, especially if some of these other players walk. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the pitching is where it, the questions start coming with you, Darvish. Like, which you, Darvish, are you going to get? Yeah, that, that's always a question when you think about you. Is he going to be healthy or is he going to th- play good? And then, you know, Lesnar's get up there in age. Yep. Yeah, every year I keep thinking, I'm like, how long is he going to keep playing? So, every year. Yeah, I so that. you're like, which Darvis is I'm getting? And then Lesnar, like, what kind of pitch he's being? Because he's almost the tail end of his career. 
uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they uh, they're going to build off of last season and become competitors again this year. Yeah, um, I, I like uh, I like to see how the whole Chris Bryant thing works out, especially since he lost his grievance uh, case. Um, but you know, Ross, the manager, you know, he's he's even played with a couple with with well, some yeah, of these players. So that's I'm what I said. It could be a fresh breath of the air where it push because right. ultimately, if they flunk early and like it gets bad real early, people get hurt and it looks like they're not going to win. They could start trading players, especially these players that's last year the deal, like Rizzo, like get something. Well, yeah, I mean he Ross is definitely out of it. I yeah. mean Ross is definitely going to make some moves because uh, he even informed Chris Bryant that it's not going to be his everyday third baseman. Yeah, um, he's going to play some outfield too. I think. Um, I just wonder how the season's going to play off with Ross because he's played with some of the guys who are still on the team. Is he going to show favoritism towards some of these guys? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, I mean, because like, what if they're not performing at the expected levels? Is he going to be like, "Hey, man, you're not doing your job. I'm going to sit you"? Because it's kind of hard when you played with somebody. Especially, yeah, you were one of the guys in the locker room. You're boys, right? And then now you're same thing. Like in a regular work, some people might not. They might feel some type of way. Like at a regular job, exactly. if you were one of the hard workers, and then you and got promoted, they're, they're going to look like, at you yeah. like, "Why are you being like this for?" Like, dude, exactly. I'm your manager now. Right? Exactly. I, I think Ross is the kind of guy who can make those hard decisions because he was a veteran already yeah. when he played the guys. So they're yeah, already this younger. Is last year, exactly. So it's not like they were there for years together. He was Grandpa Ross for them, of course, you know, but he could definitely, hopefully, manage that team well. I think he'll do a good job because, like I said, the person who manages all the games is the catcher, and that's what he was. Um, and he he's definitely seems like he's got the level headedness to take care of anything that comes up like that. Yeah, and especially um, being with ESPN last year, he's must be knowledgeable about the game. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure he, he is. He be an analyst and stuff. So, yeah. So then I have the Brewers at three. Me too. I got the Brewers at three. And I think the biggest is how they lost, you know, these players, you know, with um, Grendel and Mustaka. So how bad is that going to hurt them? I think Mustaka's not going to hurt much because they brought their prospect up. But that, you know, losing Grendel is going to be a big factor, I think. Yeah, I mean, they did add some veterans this offseason. They got Lorenzo Cain. Um, uh, You know, manager Craig Council, you know, he's just a person. I think he's a guy to get the best out of these guys. So they've been quietly building a team that they think they could have some success if the stars align just right. Um, and like like you always say, Alan, time will tell. <laughs> yeah, like it really um, was like, you know, this pitching, there's no really big names with that pitching, but they keep putting it together. Like, you know, they were a game within the World Series two years ago, and then without Yelich, they almost won the wildcard game. Yep. So they are a playoff yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. But it's where this division, how, how it works out. Yeah. Uh, I and on my notes, what the what I wrote down was I put Christian Yelich an upset. So yeah. I mean that's that's all you need to know about the team. I mean they got Christian Yelich and uh, they could be good. Uh, I I think we'll we'll tell if the offseason thought process pans out and how they went about getting players and getting rid of players. Um, but either way, it should be a good team to watch if not for Yelich alone. Yeah. So pretty much how I got the breakdown for these the top four in the division is Reds 86 wins, Cubs 84, Brewers 82, and Cardinals 82 wins. Oh, okay. Because how close it could be, especially with the Cardinals winning the division last year. So that's going to be my next team on my division. Right, it's weird. It's, they won the division, but we both have them down here on our number four yeah. spot. You know, being swept um, by the Nats and the NLCS. Which is um, crazy. Oh, man. I think Cardinals were a year earlier than what they should have been. If Yelich was healthy, they probably wouldn't have won the division. Right. And depending on our situation, they might not have been in the wildcard game either. But they need to find an outfielder replacing Zuna now. And they right. have a lot of names which could possibly fit. Okay. Well, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the team, they would have been a better team if they didn't lose Azuna and Waka. Yeah. Um, like and you the, said, they acquired some prospects, though. They got left-handed pitcher Kwang Hyung Kim out of the KBO, Korean Baseball Organization. Um, but I think they're taking a step back this season. Yeah, you know, they had this brand-new young ace and uh, Flaherty. Jack Flaherty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then when you go to your pitching, they're fourth and fifth. They don't know who's going to be it either. Mm. After losing Waka, and then you're like, who? Like, so they're, there's a list of like five names who's and they're not in a position where a starter would or um opener would do them any good no either. so that's why i said they're probably gonna take a step back it's gonna be close depending on what the other people do but yeah i don't that's why i have them fourth i don't really see them doing much with that starting pitching yeah uh and i agree like i said um based on who they lost and i just i just think they're taking a step back and it's, it's a tough division for yeah. them to keep it up oh yeah like like i said like they're all within four games, so we'll see what happens. All right, so then obviously you and I both have the Pirates at number five. You know, still rebuilding, new GM, yeah, new yeah. manager, new direction. So Great stadium, gonna, by the way. <laughs> so it's going to be a long year, but they do have some young players that, you know, with Josh Bell and them. So with this new GM, he will not trade away these all-stars for next to nothing like the old GM did. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, they traded all their players away except for a few that, like you said, a couple all stars there. Uh, it's going to be a learning year for this team. They got to find out who they want to be. Uh, I'm not expecting anything from them. I got them close to 100 game losing uh, this year. Yeah, I don't know I, if you have them down at anything. 70 and 92. Right. So, like I said, close to 100. They're definitely going to be in the 80 high 80s, low 90s range for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think with um James and Tayon, their pitcher will win his games. And the other guys, who knows who they bring up, what they got prospect wise, but yeah, right. Unless they do something crazy to like bring up some guys who are going to come out of the gate like a Pete Alonso or somebody like that that, that we weren't expecting. Um, I'm not expecting a lot from this uh, this team in this yeah, division because who knows? Like I said, with the, the new manager, new GM, and they might want to say, "Let's do it. Let's try it out. See how they do." Because what we're going to do, lose some more. Exactly. So yeah, so that is our central. And like I said, if you guys have your input and you want to tell us about your. National League Central, uh, let us know. Yeah. Who do you guys got in first place? Huh? Yeah, so we pretty much the flip-flop. Allen had Cubs, I had Reds. And then it was basically the and same And then from Brewers, there. Cardinals, Pirates, yeah. same thing after It was that. a pretty standard easy one for me on yeah. that one. We are ready for the NL West. All right, all right, all right. So, clearly, the division winner is clear-cut, I think, for both of us. Yeah. And I everyone mean, in the uh, damn universe. I can't pick anybody else. Is the Dodgers. Easily the Dodgers. I feel like they're going to win 100 games this year. Yeah, I have them exactly 100 because why not, right? When you add Mookie Betts to your center, your, you know, yeah. your outfield. To after, an already good team. It's why, like who else? Like, Yeah, I mean, I expect the Dodgers to go out there, uh, go about their business as usual. I expect them to make a run for the World Series. The team is full of talent. I expect them to set the bar high this year. Um, it's World Series or bust now. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's we're gonna win or we're gonna go home. We're gonna try the hardest to win the game because they are that good. They should go ahead and sit out and just come in on the playoffs. Yeah. So you know, man, like that lineup, like what? Yeah, Robinson can yeah. do is right. Cody Bellinger, everybody on there. This is the team to beat the Dodgers. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, they are the team to beat. Yeah, clear cut. You know. With Clayton as your number one, uh, Walker your two, David Price is your three. Um, who knows who they're gonna do for the fourth and fifth? But at that point, do you really even care? 
No, nah, they can get some if they, if they get some subpar guys in there, they're going to win games. Yeah, you could get a subpar guy in there; he's going to win twelve games, thirteen games, and not even try. Yeah, then of course the news with you know with Dodgers with um, uh, Kenta Maneda was requesting the trade. That's why he got traded because apparently he wanted to be a starter, and Dodgers only saw him as a reliever during the playoff push. Oh well, I I can I can see where he's coming from. Then yeah, I mean if you're so not going to start me, and I think I'm issue. a starter. Yeah, put me on the Yankees or somebody else, and I'll yeah. show you what so I got. That's why also he got traded to the Twins. Oh, oh, the Twins are going to they could compete this year. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. That that might not be a good move. That might not be a great move for you guys. But hey, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I think that's clear cut. We don't need to really discuss too deep in Dodgers. Everyone knows what that team. Nah, th- that team is really because if they don't. If something happens, something would have to happen. Man, it'd be a, almost a worse failures. God, like if they don't reach the NLCS, it's a complete fail. Like if they go to the first round and lose to the wildcard team, mm. like they did against the Nats, like yeah, they're man. they're a pretty good built team. I like yeah. what the Dodgers have been doing. Their team is is pretty good. Yeah, so so, so we got them at number one. Yep. If you guys want more, if you want to talk more about the Dodgers. <laughs> then please leave us a comment and let us know. Yeah. But for now, let's move on to our number two. So who's your number two? I got the Diamondbacks. Same here. Wow. I wasn't expecting us to have this I, many close ones. So with the really Padres, uh-huh. I don't think they have the pitching yet. And then they're still question mark the outfield with they maybe need to sign an outfield or a trade for an outfield, which they've been discussing with multiple teams about Will Myers being traded so they get some other help. But I think Diamondbacks with adding um, Madison to yeah. the rotation. Yeah, yeah. And they got Starling Marte, Cattell Marte, Eduardo Escobar. Those are good reasons to have faith in yeah. this team alone. So I think, yes, they were I think they were behind us. So I think they were, what, four games out of the wild card. So they weren't too far. And that's with after trading Granky and not having that type of paper player exactly and then you signed Madison Bongarn for five years right so that that alone should just go ahead and put you in another 10 wins which should put you in the high 80s 90s I got him at like 84 okay well that, yeah that's pretty good um like I said it, really, it is a tough division so yeah, yeah I get like it with the Dodgers you have to face the Dodgers multiple times yeah that's gonna be tough because they're they're pretty good yeah so you know that's what I got with them and then my next is the Padres okay I actually had the Padres at four. Oh. <laughs> so you have Rockies, I guess. I do, I do. Uh, so let's talk about the Padres. What do you like about them? You know, w- with Machado and Tatis Jr. Yeah, Fernando that, Tatis Jr. That stacked, you know, corner over there. And then Eric Hosmer, yeah, Tommy Pham. Yeah. So the infield is all pretty much locked. Yeah, they got a good team. So the biggest thing is why they wanted um, an outfielder like Mookie. They were trying to trade for because they wanted the other star, the outfielder. And who knows? They probably will try to talk price too, because they do, like I said, need pitching. My my only thing with them is um, last season they lost ninety two games. Yes, that's why I think that's why I don't have them going that much better. Like I mean, I know they're going to be good. Yeah. I just can't jump over a lot of people for ninety two games he lost. And we can factor in that you know Tatis missed a good chunk of season. He did. He did. So okay, well, if we get a full season of him, who knows what their record could have been. Well, you're right. You're right. Okay, you're absolutely right. Because if they lose 92 games again this year, heads might roll. Yes, <laughs> um, managers. The GM's gone. <laughs> right. If they don't improve or somehow get in a wall card or just miss the wall card, that GM is out. 
the one reason I will agree with you um, to where they could be great is because their closer, Kirby Yates, finished uh, last season with a 1.19 ERA. Yes. Um, and he also led the MLB in saves at 41. Yeah. So that alone, if you get a team that can build around that, you're in a good position to win. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, he saved 41 games and they lost 92. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Think about if your team was actually good. Um, so it seems like they just need some pitching to compete. I think they'll have a better year than last season, but yeah. not enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I have them just below 500 at 80 and 82. The only way I see them doing anything crazy is big moves are made that we're not, we're not aware of. Yeah, like if they sign Puig here soon to get that outfielder. That might be enough. I don't know. And then maybe like look at the veterans who are out there for pitching to maybe get that fifth, fourth, fifth, like Verichek yeah. or um, – or if, Vargas or something like that. Like if could, the Yankees don't scoop them up first. Yeah, which that's why I'm surprised they haven't contacted any more. Her like, okay, we signed someone. So yeah, so yeah, the Padres. So you're right. If the Padres maybe sign Puig, get a veteran pitcher on a staff like Vargas. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it does look good for them. Yeah, and if Tatis makes that step up, right? Like they could get the second spot easily. It just depends if they can put it together. So, so again, we're, we're in another position where we think the one through four potentially could do some damage in this division. But yeah. we're pretty sure we're locked on number one. Yeah, so we one think everybody locked. else might be fighting it's more for so a wild card spot. Who's left in second yet yeah, right. for the wild card? So then that means that we both have the Giants last and dead last. But we didn't talk about the Rockies yet. Oh, you're right. Because you I have them at third, I have them at fourth. Ah, yes. So the Rockies. I have them at third. So the team, I feel like they've been getting better the last couple of seasons. Um, they can absolutely make a run for the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, others have already written them off, yeah. which you know I understand because you know, uh, well, when they you, only have a couple of plus hitters. They have like Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, and Trevor Story. Yeah, when you make Arenado mad after signing his extension, <laughs> him really reconsidering that, yeah. and like training not at your facility before spring training starts, you know you need to patch that relationship up real quick right well okay well i'm just saying yeah, minus the relationship if he can actually play like he does i just think that they need doll and daniel murphy to produce like we know they can and then i feel like they're in a good position i yeah. mean I, I like the rockies i like what they, i like their team on paper it just depends on how it plays out exactly and then with ari having discussions about trading arenado if they stumble he might pull the trigger yeah it's gonna be very interesting with him. Hmm. Well, I mean, if if yeah, but I, yeah, but then the biggest thing is like, for example, let's say they struggle, and the Braves struggle. Their third baseman, whoever they wins that job, struggles. They do a trade so they can prove their third baseman, and they give them pitching prospects, which we know the Braves do have. Yeah. To. Right, so if they can take a bad situation to make it better for themselves, then both teams can benefit. Yeah, and hey, they might even see each other in the playoffs if that was the case. That could be a good situation for both teams. Mm-hmm. That's something we got to watch, and, and even like I would say, I, like the Nationals, like you said, the third baseman question, right. like anyone who's gonna have that third base question, which that's the two that sticks out to me the most. Yep, is unfortunately our division. Well, like I said, I, I, I mean, I think the potential for the Rockies is, is a reason why I like them so high because, like you said, depending on what happens, I feel like they could compete now. But if worst-case scenario, they have to make a trade, they could be even better their team. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. So, But then let's talk briefly about the Giants. 
All right. Well, I got so the Giants. Um, you know, no, they went. Bolchi's gone. He's semi-retired for at least one year, as he said. He might want to coach after this season, but he at least want to take this season off. Okay. So you know, longtime manager now gone, and then they have Philly's old manager, and you know they have a mixture between veterans and semi-young players. They do. So. They do. Um, right. They went from a team that won the World Series every even year in the 2010s yeah. to not even being a blip on the playoff radar this like like they are today. Um, Keith Law, he ranked their farm system 10th best. Um, so, you know, that ha- if that has any weight to it, they should be good in the near future. Um, I think one of the highlights from the team is actually Mike Yaz, and we talked about him short- on our top 10s. Um, according to MLB.com, uh, Yaz Minsky, I'm not just ruining his name, Mike Yaz, he had a 123 OPS, um, which means he was 23% better than your average hitter. His OPS Plus was tied with Shohei Atani, um, and also um, it was one point better than Ronald Acuna Jr.'s. So wow. that's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty impressive right there. Uh, it was 17 points better than Vlad Jr.'s. Also, they signed veteran pitcher Drew Smiley to a one-year deal. You know, he's showing his promise in spring training so far. Um, he could be a bounce-back year for him. I'm not completely counting them out, but I am definitely not sold on the Giants. I mean, no. they got a long way to go. Yeah, I think this is where it's the truly first-year rebuild mode. Yeah. You have a new manager. Um, I think they have a new president or GM, something like that. Okay. But where it's time to figure out who's staying, what we can do. Because, you know, it's time for Buster maybe to give up the catching position. Posey. Buster Posey, yeah. I mean, I thought, I, he, I thought he was going to give it up when he got smoked and they made the rule change. I thought for sure he's going to play first base from then on out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he should move to first base. Um Focus on hitting, maybe even go. Well, I don't know if he's going to a different team, but maybe be a DH if yeah, they need Yeah, and then but. losing Madison, it's where, okay, now we don't have the ace. Now you figure out who's going to be your ace now. I think that's what it did, man. They lost Bumgarner, and they're just like, well, hey, now it's just do what we, what are we going to do now? Yeah, it's like now we got a new manager. We got to figure out what team we got, who's going to stay, who's going to go, what can we get, who's going to be the next person. So definitely it's going to be a difference out there yeah especially if you if you're used to seeing your team win every other year and compete every yeah you year. know three titles in five years and you know Bolchi's always been that guy there and <laughs> yeah, now yeah he's not in the dugouts definitely something different for that fan base oh yeah i mean i was always i was always hyped when they were playing uh, and i used to see tim lentz come out there and stuff but now like i said the team has been slowly losing their players and now it's time to rebuild that's all yeah. there is to it like you thank them, you th- like you thank Bochi last year. Now it's like where some of these other players might be the last year. But the good news is, like I said, uh, their farm system is ranked top ten. Yeah. So maybe in the near future, we're going to see some really good players come through that we've it never heard of. It won't surprise me. It's where it's let's do it now, right? Like you're going to start looking at players. Like okay, is this going to be benefit from him to be up here and they might or be in AAA, or or yeah, you're right. Or if somebody else needs some prospects, they might. I don't know, try to trade a bunch of them away for some players to play, be competitive today because yeah. they're used to being in the hunt, not on the sidelines yeah. and like the Orioles. Yeah. So, all right. So we just did our breakdown for the NL. Let us know what you think. How did we do? So I have my way too early predictions for the division. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. So how I had my predictions for the wins losses, the wildcard team will come both from our division. 
I would not be surprised if that it was the case. It would be Atlanta versus Nationals oh, in the wildcard game. Oh, man, that would be great. So, and I have Atlanta winning. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I think Atlanta's going to be a really good team this year. They're going to win close to 90 games if yeah. I had to guess. That's why I figured, like, if we somehow do beat them, it's not going to be by much. And they're going to have that staff where they can beat that one-game playoff against the Nationals, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I really wish it was a series, but even in the series, I think they'd win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, ultimately, with them winning, they'll face the Ooh, Dodgers. Although, one game, though, man, the pitching will play big in that oh, game. Oh, that whole that, – Everyone would be on short string. But I'm, but I'm saying, think about it. If they had a one-game playoff and you need to win, you're playing the Braves. You got Scherzer and Strasburg. You're, that's going to be tough. Both of them, yeah. Oh, man. Like Max Fred, you know, that young guy they got now and stuff with Atlanta. It's going to be like, who's going to? But like last year um, in the wild card game, they started Scherzer, I believe. Yes. And he got rocked. Cause they real early, yes. They, they knew they and were like, he we're gonna come in. Hit. Yeah, but I mean, it could it could be the same situation because the Braves are gonna hit. They're yeah. gonna hit. Oh yeah, with well, the you're Cunha. Not, and you're not gonna shut them out. Ozzy, yeah, yeah. That team is stacked with with batters. So. That would be a good scenario. It um, would be very because where the I have it, worst case scenario would be as if the winner of that team has to face the Mets. Yes, that would be bad. But because, you know, uh, with, I have Dodgers have the best record. Atlanta would face Dodgers. Okay, and I could agree with that. And then I have Dodgers winning in five. Oof. I think that'd be a good series. It would be. That's why I put five because they have to go all five games. I think. Ooh, I don't know who I'd pick, man. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Braves. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Braves, beating them on that one. So how I have it, it'd be Mets versus Reds, and the other. I think the Mets would take care of that. I'd have Mets at least in five. It yeah. might go close, especially yeah. if that pitching stays healthy for the Reds. They do have a nice rotation where it would be real close. Okay. So then ultimately, I have Dodgers versus Mets in the NLCS. Oh man, that sounds like and a I have already. and I would have Mets winning in seven because I think it's it going has seven. To be seven. Oh man, that could. Uh, and okay, so if that's the case, oof, I don't even know what to say. So man. then you would have Atlanta versus Mets <laughs> in the NLCS. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be interesting. It would be. God. And like I said, it could easily say if Nats win and then. The wildcard game, it could have been Mets and Nats. Who do we who do we predict way too early to come out of the AL? For the World Series? Yeah, for the World Series. Yankees. Okay, so yeah. Oh my god, Subway Series repeat. That's what I have. I have Mets winning seven. Uh, so with my picks in the AL, I would have a Subway Series for that, the first time in twenty years, because this year's the twenty year anniversary yes, of the Subway that, Series. That would be interesting. You know why? Because you got so much talent, so many people who could rate. That should be a good series. And we better win that series because, oh, my God, I can't. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully this one has different results. Yeah, so whoever comes out of the National League, if it's the Mets or the Dodgers or even the Braves, I got them winning the whole thing if that's the situation. I think so, especially with what's going on in the Yankees right now. Right. Like, I even might shift where the Twins might be the favorite if, or even the Rays. Ooh, I like the Twins. I like the Rays too, but I like the Twins better. Yeah, like I'm like, could this be the positive year the Twins get over the hump? Huh. If Yankees do have a lot of injuries, then it doesn't add up for them this season. So it's going to be t- where we – It's like I said, but this is the way too early prediction. Way too early. Um, if you guys let us know who you think is going to be in the World Series at the end of the season. But, you know, baseball wants these bigger teams in the World Series. So if the Yankees do get back and it is a Subway Series. Oh, that should draw some crowds. <sighs> Man, New York would be insane. Oh, yeah. You know, just that quick little train ride over to the other stadium. Man, that would be fun. So, yeah. <laughs> 
So that is it for our AL way too early predictions, the breakdown, everything National League. If you're still listening, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in this episode. So next week, um, yeah, we'll go over this week's news and we might figure something out. We might do some early to early winners. Yeah. We'll, you know, MVP, something. We'll come up with something for y'all. But, you know, spring training's in effect, so this is where the players are now. The pitchers are pitching longer. We'll get more of a clear cut who's possibly going to win positions. Who's getting cut. Yeah. And then or and then it's about time where people need to be start getting traded if injuries are happening, which injuries are happening. So this is where you have what? It'll be like three weeks left. Two, yeah, because the last week of March is when season starts. So this is a time where you start thinking team-wise after you watch your players. So, yeah. So thank you all so much. We'll see you all next time. All right, guys. Thank you for checking out this episode. Please share us if you enjoyed this content. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AA Sports Podcast. Catch you all next week. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow, then it's done for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to wait. Y'all.